What is up, everybody? Welcome to the second episode of the Panthers Nation podcast. And guys, we are starting here on another heartbreaker. This one wasn't as, you know, this one wasn't as upsetting to me as the Falcons lost because we knew what this was going into it. Um, but what were y'all's reactions right off the gate? Because I know about me. I mean, you can hear it in my voice. I was I was screaming the whole the whole game. So I want to know what, y- what y'all's reactions were, at least right at the end of the game. Um, yeah, you know, because of the great start, like we said, going into this game, we didn't really, you know, think we had a fair chance at winning like the Falcons game. But, you know, as we go into that game, really dominating the first half, you know, then then you're in the point where, all right, we I'm expecting them to win now. Kind of like that Raiders game week one where we weren't too optimistic going in. But after some good plays start the game, it's like, well, we're in this thing. Um, you know, they played hard, which was big for me, you know, seeing them play hard against a good team. You know, really, you could tell they really, really wanted to win. Um, and that was important. Uh, but, you know, it just fell short, uh, mainly due to just talent talent uh, gap between us and the Chiefs. But I like how hard we fought against, you know, the best team in the league. You know, they, they say there's no such thing as moral victories. Um, but this was about as close as you could get. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, 33-31, uh, you put up 31 points against that defense in Arrowhead. Um you know, you played what it's almost, and, and I know there were a couple quirks here and there and stuff, but you almost played the perfect game. Um, and, and that's what you got to do to beat Kansas City. And listen, I, Kansas City is not the Kansas City they used to be. At least I don't think so right now. They got some issues on that defensive side of the ball. You wouldn't think. But, hey, you went and you put up 31 points. Um, and, Jack, you may be getting into a little more. I'm a little concerned about how I saw McCaffrey at the end of the game. Um, I don't know what was going on there, ribs or something. But overall, listen, Matt Rule, people are going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Here on the Charlotte radio stations, they were like, listen, if we hang within 10 or 20, you know, it's good to go. You were two points. Two points. No, it was definitely – and that's, and I think, uh, Tyler, you hit the nail on the head. Like, I mean, you got to come correct when you're playing the Chiefs. You ha- I don't care if they're, you know, have their issues. You have to go, you know – you have to go 100%, and you have to have everything playing right. And I'll give it to them. They played, like, the hardest I've ever seen. The offense the offense played out of their minds for most of the game, other than, one, I think, one or two punts the whole game. Um, and the defense on the other side, I mean, for the defense that – I mean, I either – they either I mean, the Chiefs made adjustments. I'll give them that. The Chiefs made adjustments throughout the game, but especially the beginning. Because talk a little bit about – we'll talk a little bit about this pressure – that we put on the Chiefs there in those first couple of drives. I mean, they were getting to Mahomes. Mahomes was making some over, you know, some he was airing out some balls and some passes that he probably could have been able to connect on. And it's just so I think I don't know if that was having Yatur back. I don't know if that was just the culmination of that all. But I mean, talk a little bit about the, about the, how the defense played at least at, towards the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that rotation amongst the defensive line that we have that we've always talked about how. You know, outside of Derek Brown and of course Brian Burns, we don't really have a complete, you know, other two guys on that line. It's more of a rotation and getting guys in and out. But that rotation really stepped up big today. Um, you know, that Chiefs do have a couple offensive linemen out, but for us to be able to get guys in and out, Marquise Haynes, Stephen Weatherly, Yator back, um, it keeps us fresh and we can get after the passer. And, you know, against Mahomes, um, I don't think you can blitz every play. You can't play in coverage every play. You got to change it up. So, um, so giving them a bunch of different looks and being able to get pressure with fresh guys, um, that was really was huge for us. Um, and it's something we needed to do without uh, Jeremy Chin um, today. Uh, that's a big loss in the secondary, not only in coverage but also as a blitzer. So I, I feel like you know we saw Bravion Roy even early in the game make a stop. So uh, just that big rotation uh, was what was huge for us and making up for the Chin loss. 
I know Jeff will talk about pressure. Jeff will talk about pressure all day long. So I know you were probably happy to see them go on the attack. Listen, Phil Snow called a great game, I thought. And I thought earlier on, you know, bringing on the pressure that they brought on and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, Tyler said some of the rotations. Listen, at some point, at some point, Patrick Mahomes is going to be bigger than what he thinks he is. And let's you we put pressure on him today. We caused a little bit. Does that make sense? We we caused him to make some decisions, and he's going to make some good throws, and he's going to make some bad throws. But they got after him, and I think early on, I think I think it was a wake up call. They were like, "Listen, this is not the Carolina Panthers team we thought we were going to get. Let's buckle down um, and stuff." But right at the very beginning, I mean, to get up 14-3, bring the pressure you brought, change some things up. Um, you know, it was the perfect beginning, and what they had to have. The beginning, no, it definitely went really well. And I will say without, I mean, to have this defense play the way they did without Jeremy Chin for the most of the game, I mean, that showed me that you at least have an out, you have the ability to try to do so without your, one of your arguably better players on defense. And let's go, let's go back. And you may have, Jack, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm sorry. You may have talked about the last minute of the game or whatever, last two minutes. Listen, that last defensive stand, I mean, Brian Burns just, I mean, to have a play when you needed it, um, that, you know, you give Patrick Mahomes the ball back. The only thing you got to do is get a first down. And you get them three and out, and they got to punt the ball back. I mean, you, you give that. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how young that defensive is and stuff like that. They are getting more confident day in and day out. And and having, um, I forgot his name. Sorry, um, Matos. Oh, yes, our Gross Matos. Yeah, getting him back and stuff like that. I mean, hey, kudos. Listen, I mean, the seal. You know, this team's heading in the right direction. I definitely think so, and I think. I mean, and obviously we knew going into this that Jeremy Chin was probably going to be putting up. We were hoping because in terms of athleticism and, and, and physicality, Jeremy Chin was the only one who could even come close to going up against Travis Kelsey, if not maybe Brian Burns, but you're not going to put him back there. So obviously Kelsey had a huge day. I mean, he was lighting it up yardage wise. And so do you think, I mean, do y'all think that's that slows down a little bit if Chin's in there on him? Or do you think, you know, Kelsey's just still doing what Kelsey's going to do? Yeah, I think definitely Chin, he's been great for us this season. So having him in there wouldn't wouldn't hurt for that's for sure. Not only um in the passing game, you know, because he'd be able to take Kelsey away, um, not take him away completely, but help on him, like you kind of talked about. And I I saw I noticed today some of those duties kind of fell onto Shaq Thompson. Uh, I saw him, he was matched up um on Kelsey a couple times here and there. And you know, I feel like you know, Chin Chin is more Better, he's better matchup against tight ends. Shaq's more your in the box type linebacker, uh, but not only in coverage, but Chin has a blitzer too. Um, you know, getting pressure on Mahomes, like we talked about, he he's a, he's a do it all player, like we've like we've seen. So, um, talking about Chin, but so, someone we saw step up today was Sam Franklin. Um, you know, safety that you know we've kind of been skeptical about and unsure why he's in there, but he's been he was physical. Um, he's not, you know, he's no by no means like a future starter for the future of our secondary by any means but um you know he did his job he's physical and uh, he had a couple key plays so i was happy to see that i will say also uh jermaine carter jr he, he stepped up in a, in a pretty big way today too not even in terms of making big plays but just he was all over the field and that's what you want from a linebacker really you want them to have that presence all over that middle of the field i don't know why for the life of us we still not cannot cover those outside zones when you get like past the hashes lower about five to 10 yards because they were just lighting us up there. And I don't know why any little wheel route or any, like every time something happens, it's around that area. That's definitely something we need to fix because that was just eating us alive. And then obviously the other elephant in the room was our pass coverage. I mean, there were some horrible, horrible, horrible plays where Tyreek Hill was wide open or Miko Hardman was wide open. So uh, Jeff, talk a little bit about, I mean, Rizul Douglas came back. 
off of the COVID list. I mean, he didn't look he didn't look great. He didn't look like he was full full tilt. So I don't know if that's if that week off really pissed that much of an impact. I mean, it does. I mean, welcome. I mean, that's just you know, welcome back. You have a week off. You're going against the world champions with that team, with the Tyreek Hill, with Travis Kelsey, with Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, you're only going to hold them down, but for so long. Yeah. And a lot of their bread and butter has become a lot of their bread and butter. Jack, I know you talked about it, those outside zones. A lot of their bread and butter has become those five to ten yard passes, which is kind of weird when you think about Patrick Mahomes and stuff like that. You're only going to keep them down, but so. But I mean, a lot of these guys, and you've noticed it more and more across the NFL. The guys who've been on the COVID list, who've been out for a week, a week and a half, or can't even be in the building or can't get anything done like that, um, that's big. So, you know, and you're going to get, like I said, that young defense going against the world champions. Um, obviously, I think for Russell Douglas, it was great to have him back. You, you got to give him another week to kind of get in the, I think, to get, to get meshed and get back into it. Yeah. And on the other side of that, other side of the field, Dante's Dante's got weeks. He's got weeks and he's got months of the season where he needs to turn it around. I understand it was the Chiefs, but he looked he played uh, he was from the plays I saw he was playing abysmal today from the things where he was highlighted and I understand they were trying to attack him because that's the the mismatch between Tyreek Hill, but I mean on the on the one Tyreek Hill touchdown, he was he was wide open. There was one play where Dante I guess thought he was going to get an OPI and he didn't get it. He got defensive holding on himself. And he just kind of he just kind of killed the play. He had a couple key penalties that offsides that he had later in the game. He wasn't even rushing. He it was he was faking a blitz to go back into coverage, and he he jumps offsides. I mean, there were just he did not have a good game today. I don't know if that, if you if you agree with me or not, Tyler or not, but I just he did not have a good game today at all. Yeah, aside from the you know passing yards and completions and touchdowns that got on us, there was a lot of missed opportunities that the Chiefs just didn't connect on where we completely messed up, left guys open all over the secondary. There was issues, mental mistakes, um, lack, you know, just a lack of talent everywhere. And Dante Jackson still just not stepping up. And it's really making me question, uh, I don't know if he has a future here with the Panthers, uh, unless he steps it up in these next few weeks like, like we've been talking about. But uh, – you know, aside from him, you know, Brazil struggled because, you know, a week off, that's that's really um, – I don't think that's talked about enough how much that matters, especially in the NFL when things are so tight and teams are so close, really. Like college football, there's a bigger gap between teams. But in the NFL, it's all so tight and close. Um, so every advantage you can get, uh, it's going to be important. And that was a disadvantage we had from or from Azul's point of view. Um, some, something I will say is, you know, against the Chiefs, you, you got to stop the run first. Um, Clyde Edwards is hilarious. They have the, you know, the big flashy passing game that everyone likes to talk about. But, you know, you, you don't have a chance against them if you can't stop the run first or where you can get after Mahomes. So I was proud of, you know, how they did against the run today. And, you know, they really slowed that down from that aspect. I see Jeff, your favorite player in the world, didn't really make any splash today. Who's that? Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah. What does he still play? He's on the Chiefs. I know. I'm just being. He had, like, he had, like, he had, like, he had like two, like a couple of carries against us. Him, him and AB will be uh, will be uh, grasping for headlines. Um, yeah. No. And I mean, back to what Tyler said. You know, Dante. Um, there's a difference between. I mean, I didn't think he looked good today. There is a difference between, um, like just maybe being a little out of place and are you just making a wrong head turn or wrong shoulder or something like that yet? Yeah, no, you, you can't, you know, in this NFL, you, there is an, a fraction of an inch between winning and losing. I don't, I don't care who you are, where you're at. I mean, this is the best of the best. So he's got to step it up. And yeah, I did. did I, I, I turned it around for a couple of, did Le'Veon even touch a ball? I, I have no idea. He moved, I think he, he, he went, he had like one run, I think, but yeah. he didn't really, 
Definitely. I mean, no, but Tyler's right. Like we did, we did a good job of that. And I think having yeah. it to her, I think having it to her back helps. Um, and I think that in, in the span, in the span of things, I mean, the the defense did as about as good of a job as it could do. I think towards the in the middle of the game, they started to make adjustments. I mean, when you have when you're ma- when you're making the Chiefs kick, when you're making them kick field goals, that's your, that's a win in my mind, especially for the Panthers. And so, and of course, you know, this thing of having of, of seeing Harrison Bucker make some some plays, you know, like, like, that could be us now. But that that hurts a little bit. But I'm also I'm not gonna. None of this is on Joey Sly. None of, none of this game is on Joey Sly, not the onside kick, not the missed kick. The one missed field goal, I mean, he shanked it that first one, not the second one. But even then, like, I mean, it didn't really seem to matter. I mean, we might have been, you know, I guess he, has, he makes the kicks, we're, we're running a point. But, I mean, if ifs and buts were, you know, if we could live off of that, then that'd be fine. It's just not what you do, though. Like, so I don't want – but I know Sly is going to be holding – he's going to be kicking himself so hard for this game. He's going to feel like he, he let the team down so much, and that's just tough. Because you know, as a kicker, Jeff, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you're not going to blame it on one person, obviously, and and obviously, I didn't agree with the onside call. I yeah, it's a, little, it. a little early. It was a little I mean, early. You know, um, of course, it's one of those calls. You get it fine. You don't. You know, um, listen, kicking has now become an adventure in the NFL. Let's just be real; it has become an adventure in the NFL. And I don't care who they are and how good your guy is. Um, you know, and I, I wish we would have seen it at the end. Um, what was it, 67 yards? Because he was right, wide right, I guess. I still want to know. I think he had the distance. Oh, oh, he had the distance. He 100% had, had the distance. Good. It's just with the wind because the wind wasn't going forward, backward. Right. It was going side to side. Right. And you right. saw it all. You saw it all game. When on his first shanked one, it went. It looked like it was going good, or he he aimed it up. He set him up himself up where he needed to be. He aimed it to make sure it was going to go that way. And the wind just took it too far that way, and he still just hit the upright. It didn't even miss. So that one, yeah, I mean, I, the, I mean, laces were out. Like I don't know, the snap was good, the hold was good. It was, it had the distance. I think at that point you're just fighting against nature. But and we can talk about it now. I was going to talk about it later. I mean, like I said, when you play against the Chiefs, to be fair, I'll preface this, preface this, and I'll ask you know y'all about it. The 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 the, the defensive drive to set up the field goal. And the offensive drive beforehand to get within three points were two of the best sequences of football I've seen the Panthers play in the longest time. Because you had the ten, you had you had the super long catch to Curtis Samuel who dove out to get it. You had Teddy literally putting his entire body on the line, diving five yards to get a first down on fourth and fourteen. Then you had the dime to Christian McCaffrey that he laid out for, and then you had Teddy just walking it in. I mean that that offensive series was poetry in motion, and uh, so I mean. That was, but so I wish though the drive for the field goal, the drive for the field goal. That I mean, that was not the smartest football we could have played. Well, uh, I, yeah. let me jump in, and you know what I'm gonna say because we talked about it on the phone. There, it's one play. Yeah. Mike Davis, get out of bounds. Yeah, Mike Davis. He turned in. If he could have turned out, he had another five to seven yards, I think. Yeah, it's, and, and, and all he's got to do is get out of bounds. And I, I counted. I went back and watched. There was like 18 seconds that they lost in between that and getting up. To, and then they got to run another play. They yeah. couldn't smoke it, so they had yeah. to run another play. So they lost. You lost three plays. Yeah. To the end of the game, and Dag on it. If Teddy almost didn't make that throw for another two or three yards, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know why they were throwing. I'm like, they're not going to. Yeah. I, but, I was scared. But I mean. You know, Curtis Samuel might have played. Teddy threw the ball when he had to. I, 
I'm I'm putting that on Mike Davis going, listen, you gotta get out of bounds. Well, I'm not first off, I'm not putting it on Mike on Mike Davis at all. I think for the one thing that's I mean, he did have the space to the outside and Tyler can talk about it, but that's hard to get out there from where he was in the field. That's hard to get from where he was. I'm also putting it the Panthers, we did a lot to ourselves to lose this game in terms of stupid mistakes, stupid penalties, the offensive holding that you had, our legal hands to the face or whatever we had on that yeah. second down. We drove 20 yards down the field and basically put ourselves right back where we started almost right. with that pe- with that penalty. So, I mean, Tyler, talk a little bit you know, about how just aggravating that can be when you're tr- – you can, you can't do that. You're trying to win the game. You cannot make those mistakes. Yeah, you know, I thought we played overall a pretty good game compared to, you know, they had all their fair share of penalties too. But against the Chiefs, you got to profit off of their mistakes and mm-hmm. every little chance, you know, like we're talking about, every little inch you can get against, especially a team as good as the Chiefs, where they can score at any point. Uh, you have no, especially, at, you know, Pan- the Panthers were up and coming team. We're not fully in place yet in our no. own. Um, so every little you know opportunity we can get, we have to capitalize off it, and, and we didn't really. We left some some yards, some points on the table, which you know you can't do that against a team as good as the Chiefs. You're right, and you said it like that. You have to leave everything on the field. You have to leave everything on the field, and it seemed like our our skill players were leaving everything on the field. You know, the the the, the I think we can still call them the Cat Pack, right? Robbie coming in doesn't change the name. They laid it all. I mean, Teddy literally laid it all out on the field. And you are you already saw the immediate impact having McCaffrey in had. Now, and I think that's what kind of hurt us on that last drive because I don't know what happened to McCaffrey. If it was either – I don't know if he landed on his shoulder on that catch funny or if it was something in the ribs if he got banged up. But, I mean, to have the final drive against the Chiefs and he's not in – yeah. For every play like that, like because McCaffrey, I'll give you this, Dad. McCaffrey can make it out from the middle of the field if, if he catches the pass yeah. that Davis catches. Agreed. He's getting out there, no questions asked. Davis, he's a bit. He takes a bit more to get going. He takes a little bit more time to push off the jump, and I think that's what you know. It's what hurt him a little bit. So I'm, I'm very. That's going to be the much bigger. That'll be a much bigger blow than the loss because we were all expecting. We were looking at the three and six anyway. Wish the Broncos could have pulled out another come from behind win to to shut up the Falcons, but because now what? They're I mean they got are they two wins, three wins now? Are we tied with them for last? Someone someone do that. Right. Well, we were the last one, so I don't know if they had a win before they got to us. Remember, because we just played them on Thursday oh. night. So, yeah, so technically, now we'll be in last, and they'll be in third. Oh, that's hurtful. Yep. That's yep. hurtful. That. That pains me. Um, but just, I mean, like I said, there's, and I don't know what is going on with if it's Brady and Teddy, or if it's Teddy and the O line, or if it's the, I, I, the the fourth. The, there was, I couldn't even count on my hands the amount of times the, the the play clock went down to five seconds. When you waste two timeouts within the first ten minutes of the game, that's atrocious. And we've been doing that week in and week out. I don't know what the communication issues are. To be fair, they did a lot better in the second half. They didn't have as many of them, but there were still plays. I mean, that we had two seconds and Teddy's screaming and a, and a stadium in normal Arrowhead stadium. I'm okay with that. That makes sense. This is Arrowhead stadium at half capacity, if that. So there should have been no sound issues. There should have been no, like, and especially in some of these other plays, like when we had to take the timeout on third and one, we, I know what we're doing. Tyler, you know what we're doing. Jeff, you know what we're doing. Everyone and their grandmother knows what play we're calling. It's giving it to McCaffrey. So where's the where's the confusion? Where's the confusion coming from? Everyone knows what the play is. So something that's got to change. That has to change. 
I, 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 let me talk real quick and, and I'm just going to go on experience and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's just, listen, it's you're, you're, what are we, eight games in? I know, but it's just, I, but, but, but still, it's eight games in. It's a new system there. And I agree, you have however many seconds get the playoff. Um, but, you know, you've still got the Tom Brady's and, and the Drew Brees and everybody walking up, taking timeouts with five seconds, three seconds to go. I mean, you see it a lot. And I'll, okay, I'll, cut, but- I'll, I'll cut him a little slack. I'll cut him a little slack. Um, maybe Joe Brady needs to make up his mind. But like you said, we knew what we were going to run. Yeah, like everybody knows. <laughs> it's, like Derek Henry. it's third one, you're giving the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Alex, Tyler, I'll come back to you in a sec. But like Jeff, just speaking from experience as well, you saw it last year when, when Tannehill came in halfway through. Did they have chemistry issues like that off the jump? No, because I know they did. I know they didn't. So I understand that this, like yeah. Teddy's, Teddy's an experienced quarterback. It I understand could be, he's could be your could. Well, I say could be your offensive coordinator, but Arthur Smith was a first year coordinator. Exactly. Yeah. But I no, I see a, so I mean, it's I not a, it's not an uncommon thing. And when you have a team, when you have an offense that is volatile as we are, you do sure. not need to be wasting penalty, wasting yeah. timeouts yeah. by by you know by screwing things up like that. So. Agreed. I mean, how? Because that's 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 aggravating, is it not, Tyler? Yeah, no, it definitely is, and it's kind of hard to find where to put the blame uh, yeah. because you don't you don't really know, and you don't want to blame anybody. But you know, I understand that in the beginning of the game, it was clear that we wanted to milk this clock down, a lot of plays, chew it down, and you know, so part of that was you know not snapping it right away and kind of milking it down. Um, I'm not sure if you know maybe we're trying to let this play clock go down a little bit and we have some issue with the play and now we can't snap it because we don't know what's going on. That might have to be something for it. Another factor is Joe Brady. He was on the sidelines today for the first time in his career. Uh, he's usually in the box. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to blame it on that, but it's another factor that could um, relate to the issue we saw with the play clock today. I mean, there's one thing you're trying to control the time. I understand that you want to, if you're going against the, against the chiefs, you want to try to keep the time of possession on your side, but it's another thing when you're sub 10 seconds and Mike Davis has no idea where he's supposed to be on the field and you, and you're having Teddy screaming at the lineman. I mean, at one point I think Taylor Moten like popped up and turned around and looked back at Teddy. I'm like, what do you, we have 10 seconds left. What do you turn around? Like, what are you doing? So that was just, that was something that I saw throughout the whole game that really concerned me, especially like, like when you're going, cause again, I know you like the chiefs aren't as big as they were, but when you go up against the defending Super Bowl champions and the, of the fashion, like the chiefs, you have to come a hundred percent. You got, you got to be damn near perfect. You have to. And, and the Panthers were, like I said, the Panthers were damn near perfect today. Let, let's, I mean, let's be real. I mean, I, and I know what you're saying, but I mean, at the end of the day, they were pretty close to damn near perfect. I mean, they, they really were. You had, you had a minute and a half with the ball in your hand with the, how many times does that come up this year with the Panthers? Now what they do need to do, is in their last like 10 games where I think they've been decided by four or less. I think I saw some stat. Now they're two and nine. Yeah. At some point you gotta win those ball games. At and some I think point you gotta get you gotta get you gotta get beyond you gotta take that next step to get beyond those two and three point losses. Well, I think in the in those final minutes of the game, those that's where your that's where the true talent of your team shows up. And that's where your true talent like that like having I, I'm not gonna put it on the Panthers for the last, you know, every game that we've had this season without Christian McCaffrey because I think Christian McCaffrey honestly make or breaks those those two minute drills. He has the X factor to get you down the field like that. What I what I will say is Teddy impressed me this time because in the last the reason why we had we had the ball four or five times in the last few weeks and lost is because Teddy, like I kept saying, 
was trying to be, make those plays. And of course, I, there's a difference between trying to make the play and trying to be a hero. He was trying to be the hero. He was forcing things. And that's where you see the turnovers like we had against the Bears, against the Falcons, and against, you know, just certain plays like that. Here, he was a lot more, he was a lot smarter with the ball. He was a lot more efficient with the ball. And, you know, at least getting it out of his hands. And then once he gets it to the next, that person, I mean, I mean, even because even that DJ Moore pass at the end of the game, it was a smart play. He wasn't trying to – because I thought he was trying to bomb it downfield. Same with the uh, – I think it was it was either Curtis Samuel or Robbie Anderson, that really long pass in the last drive. Um, where I think he, it was Curtis Samuel. In the middle of the field? Yeah. 20 yards? Yeah, I think it was Curtis Samuel. Where he put it, I mean, that was a great ball. I mean, Teddy was throwing more accurately and deeper this game than I'd ever seen. And he was putting good passes. Um, so I think Teddy's got a lot better. In my mind, I mean – Every day next week, every day for practice the rest of the season, I'm running two-minute drills every day. I'm running mm-hmm. two-minute – literally, I'm running two-minute yeah. drills every day because you seem to obviously continue – you're going to be in the situation again. There's no doubt in my mind. The rest of the season, for most of these matchups, you're go- you are you have the chance to be in that spot. And where and I'm doing it on both sides too. Like I said, the defense did a really good job. Brian's bird, Brian Burns, he showed he's an X-factor level player. He is a top-tier talent today he with that play. He blew that play up. And it wasn't just – I mean, you had Marquise Haynes stopping Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who almost broke through. He's slippery enough to get out of that first level. But he said, no, come back here. He stopped him on that first down. I mean, they just did they did a really good job. Because the Chiefs are that scary backyard football kind of team. Well, they'll just run around you until they get that first down. And on that drive, the team made sure they really stopped it. So I think uh, the defense just had a lot that it was going right. Now, I want to talk about – what two okay, because we were arguing about this when I was watching the game. What two players was 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 Ford or was Chris Jones not supposed to be playing this game? I thought he was out with COVID. Or who who was I thinking of? Cause I'm trying to remember who it was. I know was Frank Clark supposed to be out for the game? I thought uh, I, know, I know Chris Jones was um on the COVID list and shaky, but he did practice Friday. Okay, um, so I think he, he was just the last minute. So yeah, it it basically was like Chris Jones. It was like Friday afternoon that he passed the test. I think practice, and they said you're good to go. So I think that you saw today because the O line did their. I, we saw the true O line for a little while coming in. I mean, Teddy was having, and now those what really impressed me about Teddy is he was still being accurate. I mean, he had guys literally on his legs as he was throwing some of these passes. They, the offensive line gave Teddy. Just no help today. No help whatsoever. And I kept waiting for McCaffrey to try to break one of those big runs, but he kept getting bottlenecked in the first level and having to work to get to the first. I mean, and it is also concerning because now every time like he touches the ball, every time he gets hit, I start to wince. I wince and I don't like wincing, but he was because he was doing some big man plays. He was brushing people off his shoulders. He was fighting for the first downs. But but talk Tyler, talk about the O-line, because that was that was atrocious to me today. For the most part. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's week eight, and we don't really have that continuity built up um, between a, you know five normal linemen. It changes all the time with injuries and guys um, just not being up to par, different guys playing different positions. Yeah, and it, it, it did not help us today. You know, thankfully, Teddy was a hero, and he played – Teddy played with so much heart today, and he played so hard and really gave us the best chance to win um, despite the offense line. And, you know, with Teddy, a guy that has had his injury issues in the past – you know, Christian McCaffrey now with this injury um, in the season, uh, we can't afford for any injuries, um, especially at this point. I mean, we saw against the Falcons when Teddy went down, um, thanks to the offensive line, it, we have nothing behind him. It's Teddy nothing. or nothing. Teddy or nothing. So uh, we have guys that are, you know, 
have had you know history with injury, especially you know Teddy being paid, McCaffrey the highest paid back. Um, we, we we can't mess around with that. So um, going into the offseason, that's going to be something we got to look at. But I'm um, talking more about McCaffrey. Um, you can tell that he's still not 100%, uh, maybe 80%, 90%. And they still want to use uh, Mike Davis and uh, deservedly so. He's earned a role here um, in one way or another. But McCaffrey is McCaffrey. And uh, looking at that last drive, you kind of wonder what's up um, with him. It, I mean, it's not a talent thing by any means, but um, while he wasn't in, but you, you just want to keep him healthy. And, you know, if we can get a healthy McCaffrey and a healthy Mike Davis with all those weapons, that's just going to add to our offense and kind of make up for the issues we have on the offensive line. I was like, first off, I mean, we can come back to it later. I will say, if Teddy goes down, I'm not putting in, I'm not putting in um, PJ, and I'm not putting in Will Greer. I'm putting in Joseph Charlton because that boy can throw. That boy had a dime for that for that fake for that fake punt. I had no idea. So if, if Teddy goes down, that's who I'm putting in next because he's on the he could be on it. He's listed on the roster. But what I will say about McCaffrey, and I think this is where I actually do agree with Rule. I was upset at the time, but looking on it. Where you you talked about highest paid back, you know he's your offense really. In this scenario, you want to say you you are trying to play to win every game because there's no reason McCaffrey shouldn't be on the field for that drive. But looking at the long term, and that's what Rule is doing, and that's what Tepper was doing, and that's what you know. The game itself is this specific game against the Chiefs. Winning that game is not worth jeopardizing like if he's not 100 and you think something might be up with him it's not worth jeopardizing McCaffrey to the point where he gets injured for multiple weeks again just to win this game I know that's it's hard to hear as a fan but you got to think of it as a GM you got to go look he's your best guy we just gave him this much money if we can try to he it will put him in for the final play or two but like if we can win this game without him we still need to try to because it's just not gonna it's not gonna pan out if, 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 if it's going to be a real issue if he gets seriously hurt, especially in this season, because I know we say you try to play every year to go to the playoffs as the weeks go by, as the NFC looks the way it does, I, that, that as the Vikings take up, take the way they have that, that, that is starting to go away in my mind. So I don't, I mean, Jeff, you might disagree. I'm just, that's, that's my two cents. Well, no, and I'm I'm sorry. I was looking at my phone. Actually, they're saying that is a rib injury, and the severity is unknown at this time. But they will evaluate it tomorrow. Um, he was hurt on the play where he dove with the ball, and that's and that's what I thought. Honestly, I and was looking at it, and but the ball wasn't there. So I mean, the ball was out wide. Normally, they fall on the ball, but the ball was outstretched. So he landed on a rib. They said it's unknown severity. They'll do some testing and see what's up. Um, you got to protect him. I mean, listen, he he was the leading receiver today. Was he really? Was he really? I, I want to say he was. I'm, I'm going to look at it again. But I, I think I just saw something that said he was the leading receiver um, for the day in terms of uh, – In terms of uh, receptions or yardage? Huh? Receptions or yardage? In terms of um, – either way, if he's your leading receiver, like you got to like uh, – do a little bit in terms of uh, protecting him. But you got to protect him. I mean, listen, he is your bread and butter, and you don't protect him. Um, we're, you know, it's going to be it's going to be trouble. So I think there's got to be this point of um, – and he had 17 carries, I think. Yeah, that was that was that was interesting to me. We had I about, thought he had, I thought you would have had a few more to be we honest. We had 40 I think I think Teddy threw 40 45 times, which was uh, a lot. Teddy threw 49 times, which is insane your first week with McCaffrey back. Um No, Christian McCaffrey actually had the most receptions, 10. Okay. But wow. Curtis Samuel had more yardage by that makes, 13, that, 13. That makes more sense. So, 
but you know, 27 catches, I mean, 27 touches, that's, you know, that's a lot, but I thought he would have carried a little bit more. And I think um, Tyler's right. You saw it like his, his spring and his well, step isn't time. quite there yet. Big time. I mean, you know, let's be, and you know, and it's, it's gotta be, and you're listen at the end of the day, you're still talking about that defense. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I didn't know that, that I don't know. There was a play, but one of the chief guys got hurt. Uh, Taco Charlton. Yeah. Is that he broke his leg. On that actually, play? Yeah, where he limped off. He actually – they got to the sideline, they took him in, and he just came across that he fractured his leg and is done for the season. Oh, my oh my goodness. Oh. So, one, a compound fracture, but he fractured his leg, and he is uh, done for the uh, – done for. Uh, there's a lot of injuries coming through now, which are kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, ben, ben Roethlisberger in with a knee injury and a head injury. So, he Good is now – Now, he is being looked at. So, that's just what I'm saying. You got a guy just coming off. Yeah, yeah. Protect. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I, I wasn't as upset after the fact about not having him in the whole drive. But you know he's a competitor. Yeah. So Matt Rule's got to go, listen, dude, you are my future. <laughs> I'm going to protect yeah. you. You may not like it. Yeah. But we, we got we to protect you. And, and that's the way it's got to go. Yeah, he didn't seem to be the happiest guy on the sideline. Even before the game was over, he was looked upset. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he knew that, you know, he wasn't able to be there because like, that's killing him inside. He wants to be able to be yeah. there to make those plays and not being able to. I mean, that's the worst thing in the world for, for guys like that, where they yeah. all they want to do is make those plays. And when they their body's not allowing them to, I mean, what do you what do you do there? Like, what, yeah. what do you do? And coming off the IR. I mean, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if right. you know, you're, you're going to go right back to it. Like, yeah. right. Which is what is that? Is, it is mine now. Um, yeah. So yeah. then. I want to. So I think Brady has continued to use Curtis Samuel to the best of his ability. I'm loving the play calls I'm seeing. Uh, that, that hook and ladder was a bit unnecessary. I don't know. It was a lot for like three yards. I think it even might. I think it gained yards. I don't remember. I like that idea. But I also wanted to know what y'all's opinions were on how they split Davis and, and McCaffrey and how they used the two of them. What, what did you see? What did you think from what you saw? Yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit more towards Davis, just but a little bit. But I would say it was. You know, it was even getting McCaffrey out of there for plays where he doesn't really need to be in there. Some of the blocking plays, stuff like that, where, you know, you utilize McCaffrey to the best of ability, his ability and do what he can and kind of take those unnecessary hits off him because we know he's not back. And you know, even if he is, we want you want to ease a guy into it. And while Mike Davis over here, you know, he's no McCaffrey, but he's certain he certainly uh, earned a role on this team. So uh, just mixing it up, um, mixing up is good for the offense and good for both of them, really. You got to mix it up more other than 18 to one. Yeah, I mean, that's Mike tough. Davis, Mike Davis had one carry. Yeah, that's tough. So in the realm of things, I know he's better for the blocking and stuff like that, but for those small, and I know, I get it. Third and one, are you giving it to McCaffrey or are you getting Mike Davis in there and bulldoze in for that yard? I mean, yeah. I, I think as Brady comes along, Joe Brady come along with calling plays and stuff like that, he'll. I think maybe he'll start to manage the game better in terms of, okay, I got third and two. I put both of them in, or maybe I'm giving McCaffrey a break and I'm going to get these two yards because Davis will get you. You know, we've seen what he's done while McCaffrey was gone. Yeah. Um, he got the fewest amount of carries today. Yeah. Bridgewater had three, I think, and, and Kirk Samuel had two. Yeah. Wow. Um, I will say uh, that, yeah, that's what I kind of thought too, but uh, Davis is an immaculate blocker. It's times where I'm thinking, honestly, with how bad this line is, you put Davis and McCaffrey in there. You take out either a tight end or you take out a wide receiver just so that Davis can block. I mean, that lead block he had on, that, on Curtis Samuel's touchdown, insane. Gave him the touchdown, basically. And he's going up against a linebacker doing that. Like, like come on. Um, 
and I think it's the role he'll continue to have on this. And I will say Brady's continued to do well. Or Brady and Bridgewater have continued to do well to disperse the ball, to spread the love. I think every receiver, even 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 Brandon Sil- Sylvester or whatever his name is, he got that super long punt, uh, fake punt, which two fake punts in two weeks. I mean, never in my life would I thought that that would happen. But I love it. I love it. But now you got teams thinking. You got you got teams thinking, especially because that's not something you're going to run in film or in practice. You're not. I mean, now it is because the Panthers had two of them in two weeks, so people are going to be watching on film. But before that, I mean, people, there's no film on that. There's no film on that play. You can't like it would just caught him off guard. And so I, I and damn it all, Brandon. If he didn't, if he had ran right instead of running right into the blocker and defender, he probably could have had a touchdown. But I, I'm not. He's probably too, too busy trying to remember how to pronounce his own last name to think about where he's got to go on the field. So I won't put that one past him. Um, I will say the one thing that has been working about Teddy, I think it's what Teddy's best at, for what works best for us. It's sad that he has to do it. But he is so incredibly level-headed in the pocket. I've never seen – like, and even with the blitzes coming all around him, you know, like on that first – I know that Christian McCaffrey play – it was uh, the first touchdown. It was designed to let him slip through, but he still had people coming at him untouched. And he was still able to make that throw to McCaffrey for the touchdown. He was doing that all night. So, I mean, that's something that I've really loved from Teddy that I've seen. Um, other things we can talk about that I was thinking of. I mean, like I said, the Chiefs, I mean, Tyree, Tyree Kill for the most part, towards the, until up until the end of the game was contained. I mean, the, the, the DBs still have to, it, the, it's still, it's been, a, it's, again, it sounds like a broken record. It's the DBs and the O line. Every week, that's what's that's what's making or breaking these games. I mean, that's, that's at least what I see. I don't know about y'all. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. Those are our two weaknesses. Those are the two biggest questions we had. Um, back going back to the draft was where's our lineman? Where's our corner? Um, and you know, Razul Douglas has stepped up, but you know, against Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs, no matter no matter who we had out there, it was going to be a tough tough time. Um, but going back to what you were saying earlier about Teddy. Uh, well, he was able to be poised in the pocket and comfortable despite, you know, a lot of rush, a lot of pressure on him. That's because, you know, I think Joe Brady did a great job today at keeping the offense on schedule. Uh, we were in manageable situations, um, so that helped a lot. And, you know, once Teddy gets in a rhythm like that 15-play drive that ended with that McCaffrey touchdown to start the game, um, he's just going to be better off. Um, he's going to be better on play 15 than he was on play one just because, you know, the confidence and rhythm that um, is getting built up in the offense. So going back to the offensive line thing, that's kind of one way to mask it or hide it a little bit, um, the issues that we have there. Yeah, and think about think about it this way too. I mean, you know, the oil well, on the DB, I get it, and the offensive line, but I'm I'm just gonna be the the half the glass half full kind of guy. You still put up 31. Oh yeah, and no. you, you've been you've been in every. I mean, you've been in every single game. I mean, and it's a broken record. I mean, it's a broken record. That old that old offensive line is fixed. That broken record may not be a broken record as much. Yeah. Um, and you know, listen, the DBs. I, uh, it, uh, it was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I'm still going to I know. And it was 33 points. So at the end I of the know. day, you know, I, I, that half full, last half full, listen, the, well, the offensive line, you got to get – yeah, you got to be better. But Teddy is starting to – and I think Teddy's starting to realize this is the way i got to play. Yeah. And he's starting to realize this, and he's got to realize this is the way i got to play. I'm going to play it. But, you know, yeah, I, if me, you know, and I'm drafting and I'm Matt Rule and I'm everybody working on that next – you know, I'm going I'm, – I'm getting some OLs. I'm getting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do I'm all, getting do all seven. 
I'm okay with it. If you want to, if you, you did it one side, now do the other. I'm really, right. Right. um, I will say that for Teddy too, the one biggest thing, no turnovers, right? No turnovers against the chiefs. That's a, that's a hell of a stat line right there. That, that I was, I was very proud of Teddy. Cause like I said, that was a concern of mine was that he was forcing these plays downfield. They showed it. They showed it at the, and I knew they were going to, when it came down to that last drive, they showed all the other two minute drills that the Panthers have had this season that all ended in despair for us. Um, so now looking forward to season. I mean, we're three and six. We have a more accurate description of what our team is going to look like. What is y'all's outlook on? I mean, best we can be now is 10 and six. What is y'all's outlook on the rest of the season? What, 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 what are your thoughts? I'll just go game by game. Really? It was impressive today to see Matt rule. Uh, he got those guys to play hard. Uh, he, they believed in him. They believed in what they were doing and they played hard against one of the best teams in the NFL, despite, you know, just having a losing game to the Falcons and not having the you know, the best second part of their season. Um, they came out inspired. They came out like they wanted to win and they looked alive. So going week by week is all we have to do. Um, we're going to have face other tough teams. I think we got the Bucks next week. So uh, it's going to continue to be tough, but uh, we just got to keep fighting. I I agree. It's week to week. And, and you know, but here's, here's, here's the half full kind of guy again. Like, every game's winnable. I mean, is 10 and six crazy? No, it's not. I mean, I don't think it'll happen because you still have the buck. But listen, we'll find out how good the Bucks are tonight when we'll watch that game tonight and find out how AB does and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, when you're talking the Lions, the Vikings, the Broncos, oh, my. You know, the the football team from Washington, um, you know, you've got four or five games that you could seriously, you might be favored in. Yeah. And, and so, is eight and eight out of the is eight and eight out of out of the grasp? No, yeah. but I think. I, I think that, you know, as Tyler said, game by game. Um, and I don't think Panther fans or Matt Rule is sitting there going, we're three and six and 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 and, and feeling dejected. No. I mean, that's I, the, there, was no, there was no expectations for this team anyway. So, I mean, anything that he does, and if he, I mean, if he gets 500 or better, that's going to, I mean, that's getting him a yeah. contract extension almost immediately because that's just not, no one was thinking of that the way this, this season had began or how it was, the off season was going to. So, no, not at all. I just – it's interesting to see now. I don't the, – the NFC – I mean, the, the NFC starting to take a turn, and I don't know if playoffs are in the horizon realistically anymore, and I don't like saying that, but also, like, at a if certain point – If you were in the NFC East, it would be. If, oh, if I was – if we were in the <laughs> NFC East, we'd be, we'd be sitting pretty, and it'd be beautiful. But then also, that's the thing with the playoffs. I mean, as you don't want to say you never want to make the playoffs, but, like, you don't just want to make the playoffs to say you made the playoffs, you know? Because, like, if we made the playoffs – and don't have – I'm not saying you never – like, there's always a chance, obviously, any given Sunday. But in terms – I mean, if you really look at some of the things – like, if you're just getting the NFC Championship every year, if you're just getting to, you know, the the divisional round every year, does it really – obviously, it's better than those teams that are sub-500. But at a certain point, you know – But listen, you're, you're as of right now, there are uh, nine out of the 16 teams in the NFC all have losing records. Oh, my goodness. Nine out of 16. Um, ridiculous. And I think the NFC West is going to get – they could get all four in, although not the 49ers. 49ers are done. Yeah, the poor 49ers. I feel so bad for them. But what I'm saying, though, is, I mean, I, I, I you know, you, I think you have also, to – also stop up, Jeff. Real quick, I don't – I think either the Bills came back this week or the Seahawks, not looking great. They got to get their stuff together. So I don't even know if they get – if they clinch up a third spot. I, I mean, you know, it's Russell Wilson, so I'm not going to count him out because they always make that weird last November December push. But they they did not look they did not look too bright today. 
not when not when Josh Allen has looked as bad as he's had. You know, the last four games he's thrown four touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah. And I think today he threw either three or four touchdowns. Yeah. And the Seahawks had three or four turnovers. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, um, granted it was against the AFC versus NFC and stuff like that. But, I mean, listen, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be playing. I, you know, I'm looking at – if I'm a head coach of any other team in the NFL and I see the Carolina Panthers coming to town, I got some concerns. Definitely. I, I do. Definitely, yeah. And for me, um, looking at the stretch of the season – it's not to, you know, like I said, week by week, um, I still want to win win games. I still want to make a push for the playoffs. But it has gone to that point where, all right, maybe now I'm starting to look at, I'm starting to root for some of the teams that have bad records. So, you know, if we do happen to lose, we get the higher draft pick. But I'm right. um, still absolutely, absolutely looking for us to win every game. Well, it'd be so Panthers. It'd be so Carolina Panther to finish 8-8 eight and eight and get like the, right know, in the, middle. the 15th, 16th pick. Yeah. Um, well, it was five, what five years in the Ron Rivera era where we just eight and eight, seven and nine, can't see that, yeah. and not helping yourself out at all because they weren't making any trades for any higher draft picks and just not doing anything to actively get their team better. And yeah. it's so so now looking ahead, we look to the Tampa Bay Bucks getting to host them. I mean, like uh, those the game for the most part, the game you know week two was close enough, and then you had that last you know they had some a garbage time touchdown here or there. It's interesting to see what – I mean, talk a little bit about how different the matchup is now and then, Tyler. Um, yeah, going into that game, both teams were uh, not young, but young with experience. Well, we we are actually young. Um, but, uh, you know, they've come a long way. Brady uh, has not really taken his foot off the gas, and he's gotten a lot better. Remember looking back at that game, um, there was a few miscues. Um, there was def- definitely proof of – you know, lack of experience between Brady and some of his receivers that I think, you know, watching them over the last couple of weeks, they've definitely built a rapport there. That's kind of scary. And like Jeff was saying, we'll see him later tonight against the Saints. Um, you know, big matchup, of course, in our division. But we'll see how now the um, addition of Antonio Brown fits in now that Chris Godwin's also um, back healthy kind of in the mix. Mike Evans, of course, too. Uh, we'll see how that offense looks. That defense is fast. It swarms. And we really had an issue with it. Um, so I think they, they've came a long way. Brady's settled in, um, and he's been dominant, um, of course, but, uh, you know, the Panthers looking at us, we've got, we came a long way as well. Some of the players on defense back then, that was week two, Brian or Derek Brown, he wasn't really up to par. Now he's turned into one of the better players on our defense and somebody we can really rely on. Um, it is unfortunate that we won't have a Kwan short for this game. He'll be out, um, unlike last and, um, you know, hopefully we can, you know, fix some of those wounds in the secondary because we're we're going to need it, especially now. Um, so we'll have to see. The big thing for me is the Antonio Brown addition and how much that affects things and if that's going to be something that we really need to worry about. I'll just simply TB12. I mean, I, listen, I, I, it makes me nauseous. I, I At some point, Mother Nature's I mean, got to catch up. Father Tom's got to catch up. But all he's done is become the most efficient passer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first half of any season they ever had. Yeah, I mean, which, you know, which, which isn't saying much, but, but still. But, and, but like Tyler said, we've come a long way too. Um, but I mean, listen, I mean, we were sitting here a week ago going what forty-one to seven, thirty-seven to thirteen against the Chiefs. It's still the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it's still. And here's the deal: Phil Snow, whatever pressure you did today, cut Brian Burns loose. I don't blitz him every. I listen, blitz him every play. 
But I, to me, keeping 12 right now, um, that's to me the biggest difference is now he's what eight games in or whatever, nine games, and it's gotten, un, you know, and he's. It's it's nauseating, it's sickening, but it, that's that's the biggest difference right now between now and when they played previous. Yeah, I think you got two big main things here that you know could decide the game, and that's Chris, Chris McCaffrey's health. If he's not, I mean, if he's not in and he's not playing to his uh, up to his snuff, I mean, like I said, it's not that I don't trust Davis because, like, I mean, we, we forget how much David was Davis was able to produce, but it's just so much different. It's so much different okay. with McCaffrey. Um, and so like, we just, we, I need that. And it also depends upon Jeremy Chin because right. looking at the weapons that the, that, the, that the Bucks have, we, I don't, we don't even have enough viable cornerbacks and back and, you know, defensive backs to match up with everyone that they have. I mean, even if we were going like, you know, we, it's like, we can't even go man. So Jeremy Chin would play a big role in either, um, working towards taking on Gronkowski per se, or, I mean, even going towards trying to get like, cause I don't think you put Dante on Mike Evans. But then I also don't think you put him on Antonio Brown. Like I don't know where I, – I guess, Dante, you're putting him on Chris Godwin. But I'm not putting – like, it's – we have these – our cornerbacks are so hard to match up with these top-tier receivers. There's, like, almost no scheme. There's almost no scheme that works. So we'll talk about scores. In my mind, I'm saying a 31-28 to 28 loss. That's – I I just I, – too everything's just too much up in the air right now. We still have a lot of things in the, a lot of chinks in the armor, to where I'm not seeing a whole lot with the Bucks right now. So, I, I, but I want to hear what y'all think. Uh, yeah, I'll go 28-17. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna lose by you know a couple scores here. Uh, I think the offense will come out and stay in rhythm, but that defense is very opportunistic that we're going against, and uh, we you know we they they got the pass rush against our offensive line, which is going to be weak. So 28-17. Uh, if we, have, if we want a chance, we have to be efficient on offense and take care of the ball. Uh, I will go with um, the two-minute drill finally pays off. And I'm going to say Joey Sly gets the 50-plus yarder, and it's 27-24 for the win on the last play of the game. I'd love, I'd love to see that. And I also love that. I mean, you never loved seeing anyone get injured, but it did get me a little bit – it made me a little happy seeing Mike Remmers leave the game. I will have to say that. I'm sorry. I hope he's fine now. I hope he's not injured any longer. But I did I did enjoy seeing him walk off the game. If that, that might make me a bad person. I don't know. It's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out later. But, guys, thank you all so much for the support already and for the following. We'd love to hear you all talking to us. We'd love to hear you um, respond to us. And uh, like I said, we've got a couple things with fans in the works. We've announced it. If you want to be featured during one of the podcasts or during a fan podcast that we're going to be doing for the bye week, please DM us. We'll talk a little bit about yourself and a picture of you either in Panther gear or at a Panthers game. Because like we said, we do this for y'all. We want to be y'all's voice. We want to hear y'all as well. And uh, we hope that you like listening to us. And so until next time, guys, keep pounding.